Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 940 is the time. This is Dean Richards. Sunday morning on WGN. Time for the Week in Health. And uh, joining us this week is a regular contributor on our WGN TV morning news. Uh, Dr. Lauren Stryker is uh, in with us today. And Dr. Stryker is a professor of obstetrics and gynecology, Feinberg School of Medicine, senior research fellow, the Kinsey Institute. And uh, Dr. Stryker, always uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm excellent. Excellent. Just went outside. It's beautiful out for a change. It is such a gorgeous morning today. Um, I want to touch on a, a couple of things, but... Uh, officially, I guess the uh, CDC has uh, officially changed the uh, qu- quarantine uh, procedure now for anyone who may still get uh, COVID. I guess that's good news. What what does this mean exactly now? Well, I think it's really good news. First of all, the, the change is instead of having a certain number of days to quarantine, it's really based on your symptoms. You know, when the symptoms are done, when you've been fever-free, then the feeling is it's okay to go out and about. And and to me, what this is saying is that, first of all, COVID is here to stay. You know, it's kind of like the flu. And, you know, just as we all need to use good sense with the flu and not go out and expose people and infect people if you know you're still sick. But this really is, is a big change. It's this whole idea of, okay, when you are at the highest risk for shedding the virus and getting other people sick is when you're symptomatic and when you still have a fever. So this is good. But I think also the the other piece that that goes along with this is, is quite frankly, like the flu. I mean, people die from the flu. The flu can be serious. So we shouldn't take this too lightly. And the message isn't, oh, don't worry about it. You know, the flu is that COVID is no more than a cold. It's a lot more than a cold, particularly for people that are at risk. But you know, it just makes it more manageable, I yeah. think, and, and it's it's just, it's a better, and, and I think also, again, this is, speaks to things change. People are like, did they get it wrong before? No, they didn't get it wrong before. This, our knowledge has evolved as this infection has evolved. Right. Yeah, we have to remember that when all of this happened, we knew nothing about this. And, you know, they were, absolutely they, nothing. Were make, they were making, uh, you know, best guess uh, estimates as to, you know, what should we should be doing. People were dying as a result of it. And uh, the restrictions that they put in mitigated uh, that and changed it. Now we're now we're at a point where they're loosening things up a little bit, which is as doctors still are dying. I mean, let's be clear. You know, it's not as if this is nothing. I think the last statistic I saw was, you know, that something like 10,000 Americans had, had died from this. Um, in the last few months, which is clearly not nothing, but it is not at the scale that it was. Yeah, I mean, it was horrifying in, in the beginning of, uh, you know, seniors, people with medical disabilities, and people who were working yeah. nonstop in hospitals and doctor's offices. But, who yeah, were, and, were and you know, and, and, I, and I think you may know, you know, I was very sick with COVID pre-vaccine, and I don't have any underlying medical conditions, yeah. and I didn't die, obviously, but I was I was really sick. I was in the hospital, yeah. so I do take these things seriously. Yeah, same same with me. I had it uh, as I like to call it, COVID classic, uh, before the uh, vaccine was out there, and it was horrible. It was I, I've never yeah. never felt sicker. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad we've uh, passed that up, and already 
Uh, in anticipation of the segment that we do every week, people start texting in uh, questions already. And still, after all this time, people are still asking questions about COVID vaccines. Where should people be with this? Uh, you know, well, I in think getting what the, the recommendation is, is, is that certainly people who are over 65, people who are that, at particular risk for getting very sick or dying, the recommendation is still to get the vaccine. And I, I can't disagree with that. I, again, you know, we have to keep in mind that while we have a comfort level, people still get very sick, people die. And just like every year, get the flu vaccine. No question. Get the flu vaccine. And and this is going to be the same. And like the flu vaccine, it's going to continue to change. You know, the strains of flu change every year and they make their best guess as to what they're going to cover. And obviously it's not going to cover everything, but we're going to see the same thing with COVID. You know, I think the difference between flu and COVID, quite frankly, from, from my point of view, is when you're done with the flu, you're done with the flu. And COVID, we are still figuring it out as far as, as long COVID. Who gets it? What are the long-term repercussions? That's what we don't know. That's what we have to keep our eye on. The, uh, are, are there new vaccines now? Are they up, still updating the COVID vaccines to uh, make themselves most effective toward whatever strains are out there right now? Yes, that, that's exactly what's going on. When, when it's time for a booster, it's not necessarily going to be the same vaccine that you got at the time of your last booster. You know, there's always new mutations evolving. That's the nature of viruses. My, viruses are smart. And what they are always trying to do is change to outwit the people who are trying to keep them away. And same with the flu. You know, that's, that's what it is. So it's, it's always going to change. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with the flu vaccine every year. Every year, it's it's a little bit different depending on what strains are out mm-hmm. there right now. So, exactly, we we exactly. are at the point where co- the COVID vaccines are very similar to how we take our flu vaccines. Not a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. You can get them while you could do your grocery shopping. You can get your vaccines. Uh, any, any, <laughs> Who would have thought that you go to the Jewel and you get your your vaccine? But I love it. it makes I, it easy. Yeah, to I be, said that. Easy access. I said that the last vaccine that I I got I. I got at a grocery store and I said, I came here to get, it was like summertime. I came here to get some, uh, you know, some burgers and coleslaw. Come for the burgers, stay for the vaccine. That's how it it works. Uh, Now, are you in uh, Austin, Texas right now? Because when I talked to you at the TV station this week, uh, you were telling me that you were getting ready to go to the South by Southwest Film Festival there. That's right. I'm I'm leaving uh, later this week, and I'm speaking there. You know, one of the things about South by Southwest is, of course, it started off as just a huge music fest. That's that's what it was known for, especially with lesser known and indie musicians. And then it has evolved into a much much bigger event, where not only do they have a huge film fest, but they also have an ideas fest, much like you would see, you know, in, in Aspen, where they have a variety of speakers on pretty much every topic you can think of. So I am speaking. I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to be in a group of people talking about women's health, including Brooke Shields and Katie Kirk and a number of other physicians. And I'm really excited about this because I've never been to South by Southwest. And well, I'm excited about the film fest and I'm excited about the people I'm going to meet. Yeah, it's really fun. I'll tell you what it's like. As film festivals go, this one is really fun. Austin knows how to put a party on. Uh, so you're going to have Yeah, fun. but you know, the thing, and, and you've been, Dean, you've been to, to, 
South by Southwest, haven't you? Yeah, many times, yeah. Yeah, I never have, and, and I've been to Telluride, I've been to some other film festivals, and the thing that's the most striking to me about this one is I look at the, at the information, is how overwhelming it is. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many things going right. on yep. and so many things to do that I feel like I have to spend hours just going through the schedule to pick and choose so I don't miss anything. Uh, you'll you'll have a great time, and you will you will definitely find uh, you know fun things to do at this uh, uh, conference at which you're speaking. Uh, what what are the types of things uh, of women's issues that you expect will be coming up? What's the latest and greatest on this? Well, there's there's a number of different stages going on, if you will, and the, and the stage that I'm part of is really really looking at what's going on with midlife women and beyond menopause, post menopause, which is one of my areas of interest. And um, and I didn't pick the topics; they they asked me uh, to speak on certain topics. But my stage is going to be focusing on sexuality and different aspects of sexuality. And in fact, a number of my colleagues that are going to be there, we're going to all be talking kind of along the same lines. But it's it's actually kind of exciting that people are looking at women over the age of 50, 60, 70, 80, not as just being productive and having families and still working, but also being sexual and having a quality of life, which we expect to go on as long as someone wants. Yeah, that's uh, that that is fantastic. Uh, I, I love also that uh, you uh, talk frequently about menopause, but what I find really interesting is that on your podcast, Dr. Stryker's Inside Information Podcast, uh, you are doing something which is called Men on Pause. What, what, men, right. what men need to know about menopause. What are the biggest things that men don't know about menopause? Can we start with they know nothing? Um, <laughs> okay. so, That's a good umbrella topic, I, I guess. Mean, no, no. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, the truth is, and, and where this came from is my husband, Jason, who you have met, he's not a doctor. He is not in anything with medicine. And yet, wherever we go, socially, traveling, when people hear what I do, the guys pull him aside and say, hey, you know, I need some help here. What's going on? Does she not like me anymore? Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to talk to me. She doesn't want to be with me. She's moody. She's never sleeping. She doesn't want to have sex. And so Jason ends up, quite frankly, filling these guys in. And just as the women are really, really looking for information, so are the guys. Because they don't know. They're just like kind of thinking, I have no idea what's going on with this person in my life. And quite frankly, we're not just talking about partners and spouses. We're talking about mothers. We're talking about friends. We're talking about in the workplace that suddenly the woman that you knew is not exactly the same as she was because she may be struggling. So, you know, the guys need to understand what's going on just as the women do. So what what do we do exactly? Do we uh, do we wait to to get instructions? Do we try to be proactive? Uh, at, at the risk well, in of... In a perfect world, Dean, in a perfect world, every guy would be just as well-informed about this as a lot of other things in life. You know, there's so many other things that we are prepared for. I mean, when you're in 
fifth, sixth grade. What did they drag you to health class and you learned all about how babies are made and, you know, how girls get periods and what happens with boys. And that was just part of the everyday instruction that most people, depending on where they live and where they go to school, but, you know, it's pretty standard that you get that kind of stuff. And, and there's no school for, okay, menopause is around the, the corner and, and you need to know what's happening here. So the way that I look at the guys is, quite frankly, the same way that I look at it with women. We need to just talk about it. We need to inform people with real information, not the stuff you're finding on TikTok, and, and not wait to be instructed and not wait for it to kind of hit you in your own home and have things not go well. Because, And I'm not exaggerating. Marriages fall apart over this. There are many, many sure. couples that split over this because they they don't know and then they fight and then they go into avoidance mode and suddenly they're just saying I'm done I'm out of here so we and you know look we got to think about the fact that first of all people are blindsided one of the main things they don't know is how early it can hit. You know, if you go up to your typical person on the street, and I've actually done this. We did one for GM, but then we didn't air it because it was a little bit too dicey. But, you know, go up and say, hey, what time do you think, what time of life, what age menopause hits? And most people are saying, you know, oh, 60. No, it's in the 40s. And so the women are blindsided, the men are blindsided. So that's the number one thing that I want people to know is it's going to hit earlier than you think. And when you look at life expectancy, most women live into their 80s and 90s. So we're talking half of a woman's life is postmenopause. Is the best thing to do uh, to ask the woman, what do you want me to do? Because she may tell you, just get away from me and leave me alone. Or she may say, <laughs> do this or do that. But instead of trying to like feel like I know what you're going through. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know. You don't know. And I think to your point, I think your approach is, is very much appreciated to say, Hey, I've noticed you don't seem to be your best lately. What can I do to help? And, and then the other thing a guy can do is to say, you know, I'd like to understand this better. Maybe we can learn more about this better. You know, one of the things that actually incentivized uh, me to do this Men on Pause episode is that when I look at my analytics from my podcast, 30% of the people that listen to my podcast are men. And what that tells me is that either women are using guys' computers and it just says it's men, or men really, really want to know. So, so the way that we're going to structure this is we're going to start this as an episode on my regular podcast, Dr. Stryker's Inside Information. And if it goes well, and if we get a good response, then we may just launch a completely separate podcast mm. called Men on Pause. Yeah. And, and what we're hoping to do is to have men call in with their questions and and their concerns and even just to say what's on their mind, you know, talk about their experiences. Right. And so that because I'm going to do this with my husband, the idea is that I'm going to give whatever medical information someone would benefit from, but then he can be the voice of, you know, hey, dude, I get this, you know, I, 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 I hear you, right. and maybe this is a good way to, to approach it. I so think, we'll see. I, I mean, I think, I think it could be interesting. What do you think? Do you think I this think is a, a fantastic good idea? idea? I think it's a fantastic idea because guys, no matter how uh, well-informed that you think you are, uh, for each woman, it's different, and uh, unless you know, you, you you just need to, I think, take your clues from the person who is actually going through it, who who may want your help and may want you in another state 
uh, at the time yeah. when, when it's going on. So no, to have, have information and, and again, like that is, I think, would be very helpful. And also, we just want to hear from people. You know, what's your experience? What do you think? What what helped in your relationship? What helped you know, with this person in great. your life? Because I think that there's a real community of men out there who really want to share their stories. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll get kicked off the podcast and it'll just be Jason talking to the guys one day. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But, you know, for any guys that are listening, all they've got to do is go to drstrego.com, and that's S-T-R-E-I-C-H-E-R, drstrego.com, and there's a button that says Talk to Me. And basically, you just hit it, and you can can give a fake name. I don't care. You know, you can say whoever you want to be and and just ask your question, say what, what you want, and then we actually use that recording on the podcast and sit there and talk about it. And we're hoping to get to the point that we can have guests like you come on live and, and, you know, kind of just be part of the conversation. Yeah. I, th- I think suddenly that is so helpful. It's Dr. Stryker's inside information podcast, drstriker.com. If you want to get uh, more info on that. And I hope you have the best time at the South by Southwest festival i know that you will it's uh it, it, it's a fun time and you're the perfect person to take it all in uh, <laughs> dr lauren Stryker, uh professor of obstetrics and gynecology feinberg school of medicine safe travel this week and we'll see you soon thank you so much thanks Dean. talk soon